Welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season ticket holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. So for a light-hearted take on Bristol's progress on and off the pitch this season, stay tuned. In this week's show, we talk about the string of announcements from the club this week with two sign-ins and four contract renewals. We ask what next, as nearly half the current squad are out of contract at the end of the season. We'll also round up other Bears news and talk about the wider rugby world, including the start of the Six Nations. I'm Tony and this week I'm joined by Lee, Pete and Miles for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, Pete, we're back at your house. Thanks very much for hosting. I'm very pleased to have you all here, boys, but I've got to pull you up on something there, Tony. You said a cheeky beer and some rugby banter, but I was under the impression that was all of us had to do that. But uh, (laughs) I I feel that that's not the case. Well, I I hate to correct your grammar, but um, I would have said cheeky beers if it was Uh, plural. Um, Now, Miles has got to to go off to work tonight and... uh, to keep the physique that uh, I, I have, I'm having a, a month off the booze, so uh, I'm having a dry February because even though it's a leap year, it's still the shortest month to do it. Right. Well, that makes okay, sense. fair enough, Tony. But you know, can I just hasten to add that me and Pete are continuing with our cheeky beers? Yeah, exactly. Well, well done, boys. Well done. Hello, this is Brian Moore. This is for Bears Beyond the Gate. Listen to it. Because it's for you, true Bristol fans, get it. Right, so the the worst kept secret in rugby uh, finally got announced with uh, Carl Sinclair signing for the Bears on a two-year contract. What's, uh, you know, we, we have talked about this, the possibilities, but it's it's become a reality now. What do we think about it? Pete, over to you first. Well, as you said, Tony, I mean, we've been speculating about this for a long time, along with many other people on Twitter and the, and the wider Bristol fan glitterati out there, um, but actually, when it happened, it was exciting, wasn't it? I mean, he's a he's a he's a full blown quality player, a British lion, a, a seasoned England international, a tight head prop, a ball carrier, a game changer. So uh, even though we kind of knew it was happening, the fact that we hadn't heard anything for a while um, made it all the more exciting when it actually got announced. And uh, the way they photoshopped his head onto uh, a Bristol Bears. <laughs> That was Vader, wasn't that it? Was Vader, was it? Was yeah. Vader. I thought, look at all that. I was looking at it, there's something wrong with this. But anyway, there you go. So, yeah, yeah, brilliant. I don't think you can credit Tom Tainton with that bad <laughs> photo editing, to be honest with you. So, Miles, what do you think? Though? Yeah, I think it's an absolutely fantastic signing, to be honest with you. I mean, it's strange, isn't it? He's played his whole career, including the academy at Quinn's. So, it feels like an end of an era for him. But he even he's looking forward to coming and playing under Pat Lamb. I think it's brilliant, actually. Another massive unit. Um, hopefully he likes his kebabs too and Lee might have a bit of competition from Nathan Hughes oh. tried to kill him as well and I like the fact that we'll move on to the fact but he's um, a good strong player can play the full 80 minutes as he showed for England today um, I think it's a great signing really looking forward to seeing him at Ashton Gate Lee can I ask you one thing because it mm-hmm. slightly surprised me but whether it's just the nature of professional rugby uh, big signing but only two years any thoughts on the, the length of the contract? Yeah, slight, slightly surprising. But I guess that, like Miles has said, he's, he's been at Quinn's for you know, all his career. And, and maybe two years, he might, maybe he get homesick. 
It's probably because it's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. So we can't afford, you know... I was trying to stop around that. It's like, you know, dipping into his pocket. I mean, if he's on whatever they're saying, 400 grand a year... Four to five hundred. If you'll give yeah. someone five year, four-year contract, three-year contract, that's, that's a lot of money. And, you know, we know rugby is a risky game, isn't it? So it's a brutal game, isn't well, it? Yeah, yeah. it's pr- professional era and, you know, 400 grand for a, a season is probably... Yeah, you know, for a prop. prop. Yeah, yeah. is is enough. It yeah. needs to live. Yeah. Now, one of the things I, I listened, I think it was the um, the BBC podcast, and it was interesting because uh, Danny Kerr was there, obviously a teammate of Sinclair Harlequins. Very sad to see him go, uh, but did kind of pose an interesting question of you know you're going to pay four to five hundred thousand pounds for an England international. Mm. Actually, you know, I I think he he was a bit underestimating you'll only get 10 games out of him. But certainly I was thinking, you know, we we will lose him for the whole of November next season for the Autumn Internationals. You're probably going to lose him at the end of January, then for the whole of February and March. So there is a pretty big hole in the season when you're paying that kind of mm. money. When you think of the other marquee players like Radraja, Piatau, you know, people like Luatoa as well, we've got them, you know, through the Six Nations period. So it, it's, it is quite an investment, isn't it, for someone that you know is, is going to be away from the club for three months, Lee? Well, it is. But like we said earlier uh, on earlier podcasts, I mean, props now can command that sort of figure because the the game's changed, and you know, to to get decent props, you need to pay the money now. I think I think the other aspect is you're, you're probably paying for what he'll do around the squad as well as a as a personality, um, particularly with some of the other forwards, the other front rows. Um, you know, there was this talk that obviously John Foa is going to still be here perhaps for a season, it's almost a bit like succession management and John Afoe will be passing the baton to Kyle who'll be working with Lewis T if he's still here and big Jake, Jake Armstrong. You know, I think I think whilst you're right, you, it is a, something you have to think about. I think you think about that if you're trying to sign two or three people like that that might mm-hmm. be missing. But I think we can afford maybe the odd, odd England international well, players. I think it's interesting. This year we've talked about a couple of the Bristol Bears players being on the cusp of any selection. And we've sort of come about circle and just bought an England player, haven't we? Um, and, and I've sort of slightly mixed feelings. I think because of, I agree with Tony, I was listening to a couple of podcasts, the fact that we'll miss him for maybe 10 games. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd love to see him more Ashton Gate. We've just bought an international player for a lot of money and maybe we're not get as much out of him as we would want as fans. I, I mean, I would agree with Miles in that respect, but... The, the one thing we do know with Pat Lamb, Stephen Lansdowne, they wouldn't spend the money unless they thought it was worth it, in my opinion. And that he's going to fit into the ethos of yes. the club. Yeah. And yes. he's going to help the, the total club move forward. Yeah. Well, you know, it will be fantastic, won't it, to, to have him on board. We'll, you know, you, you look at him different. I know England didn't have a very good game, and we'll talk about that later in the podcast. But actually see, seeing him there on the field, thinking yeah. that's going to be a Bristol player yeah. in, you know, six six months' time. And also, you know, I'm sure he'll get called up for the Lions if he keeps his form, you know, to have a, a Bristol Bears player playing for the Lions. How exciting. And you were right, Tony. 
You did say the next Bristol player. Yeah, I mean, it's good, for, it's good PR, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're a, you're a marketing man, Tone, and PR man. I mean, you know, you're paying for a... You're, you're raising the brand of Bristol Bears by signing players that get talked about, you know, in the media. So that in all the major broadsheets were writing about Bristol again, like they did mm. when Big Semi was signed. And, you know, there's a value in that for, for building the, I dare I say it, the brand of Bristol. So yeah. I think it's worth it. But that, that uh, let's move on, because that wasn't the only uh, sign-in, something that we'd heard whispers about uh, for uh, a, a week or two previous, yeah. but uh, we didn't mention on the podcast, um, was Mitch Eady's return. So yes. um, let me come to Lee first, your yeah. thoughts on, on Mitch coming back. Well, absolutely delighted. I mean, everyone knows around this table that Mitch Eady is my favourite player of all time. And... I mean, we, we knew when he left for Saints, he, he did it for, you know, for rugby reasons. He's had a, a tough time now with injuries and stuff. And But I always thought two years and he would be back. And here he is. He's back now. He's he's a Bristol lad through and through, loves the club. Um, I think they've just started a family, haven't they? Yes. So to, to, yeah. to come back to the West Country Jordan. to... Um, you know, be be closer to um, the parents is great. Miles, your thoughts? I mean, I think it's great. As I said, we were uh, discussing this back on around the 8th of January, right? We were flicking through our WhatsApp feed and thought, oh, I should have mentioned it on the pod. I think it's great, though. We were just saying that Nathan Hughes needs a good local understudy, right? He's going to mentor. And then there you go, re-sign Edie. I think it's brilliant for Bristol. Um, and I think great for him. As Lee said, he's had some injuries in Northampton, but I'm sure he's learned some great coaching from Chris Boyd there. And I think brilliant to have him back. Yeah, yeah I see one or two people on social media have been a little bit disappointed in the ambition of the club, I think, signing Mitch Eady. But I think you've got to be realistic. Nathan Hughes is our starting number eight. Mm. What we've got with Mitch Eady is someone that is going to run through brick walls for Bristol. Yeah. Uh, I think he's still he's still relatively young. Um, and you know he he is going to be that that understudy for Hughes for for a season or two. Um, but what a great player to have potentially on the bench to be able to come on and, and change things round. Any thoughts? Pete? Yeah, I mean, I, I, after he got signed I, and after we kind of discussed it, I went back through, I googled it a bit, and I found a blooming article from 2017 in the Post when he when he went, and it said, "quote um, But there's nothing to say that if Bristol came back up." There wouldn't be options when my contract runs out to come back. Never say never. It was a decision that was hard to make, but I've made it now. I'm looking forward to it. And then later on, he goes, um, you know, it, uh, he said, it's also blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, basically on the article said, who it, I, wouldn't ex- I wouldn't be surprised Wait. to see him in two years' time when Bristol are high-flying Mitch Eady and Ellis Genge yeah. at the Bristol. So he has got one of them, didn't we? Yeah. He actually said blah, blah, blah. He like did, he said blah, blah, blah. Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, he did. He said, um, but, the one thing I would say about that, I mean, I don't think even Mitch, when he left two years ago, would appreciate what Bristol has become in that last two years mm. of the Man. Because, uh, I mean, we have become a force now. And the signings that we've made 
you know, it was is a completely different kind of scenario from when Mitch left. But it's brilliant to have him back. I mean, the, having read all that, I think there's one other thing that maybe uh, influenced it. It sounds like his mum's quite a fearsome woman. <laughs> and maybe it's nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's just, yeah, she's told him he's got to come back. He's had a, he's had a kid, hasn't he? So yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm sorry, Mitch, she might be a professional. Well, I want my grand, whatever it is, daughter, around the corner... And that's it. And he's like, all right, man. Well, it'll be it would be great to see him back in a, a Bristol Bear shirt yeah, next yes. year. And with Jordan Crane uh, announcing his retirement, you know, there certainly was a, a gap there for an experienced number eight to to come in. Um, and then uh, later in the week, we had the four contract renewals. So um, that was Tiff Eden getting a one-year contract, Max Laheef a one-year extension, Jan Thomas a two-year extension, and John Hawkins also got a two-year deal. So let's quickly take them in order then. Um, uh, we won't talk about all of them individually, but let's go around the table. Pete, Tiff Eden, one-year deal. Yeah, I'm really pleased with that because we... At the beginning of the season, we really got excited about him, yeah. didn't we? And then in that Premiership mm. Cup, and he played a few, and he looked like a, a real uh, a thoroughbred in in the making. And he hasn't appeared as much as I think we might have hoped. He's played for the A team a few times, but I do think that you know he is. It's good that he's got another year. That there's a possibility he might break into the team. I mean, you know, if we don't sign another fly half this season, and Sheedy is cast eyes number one and if Mads does leave then um, you know Tiff Eden has got to be looking at, at being at fighting for that, that spot yeah. and I think everything you know we su- suggest that he's got that potential so I think Pat obviously you know sees that and has given him another year and I, I think you know it'd be exciting for us to think you know to see him a few times next week see if he breaks through so um, you know I'm really looking I really think that was a really good futsal forward thinking contract extension that's great um, Miles come to you next Max Laheef one year deal uh, I think fantastic actually I, was, I, I would have thought a bit disappointed he didn't sign for a couple of years but fair enough he's getting on a bit isn't he um, he's started more in the first team over the last couple of months great character we love him to bits don't we his fantastic use of the English language and his cooking skills apparently I think it's brilliant. He's a, such a big unit, and I think he really is fantastic for the team, both on and off the he's field. Probably, he's probably only signed a one-year contract because you've nabbed him for the year after as your personal <laughs> as my personal <laughs> chef. <I> mean, <laughs> and, and Absolutely. Any, anybody that uh, is on Instagram and doesn't follow Max, do do have a look because his cooking videos are something to to behold, <laughs> and there's some right tasty meals that boy knocks up. Now let me come to you next, Lee. Um, Jan Thomas, two-year deal. Absolutely chuffed, chuffed to bits. I think Jan Thomas has never let us down. He's a local boy, lives up the road so he can walk to the ground. And um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, again, someone that's had a one or two little niggly injuries, but um, you know that pillar is Bristolians playing for for the Bears yeah. and uh, signed up for two years. And the other one is John Hawkins, which is a two year yes. deal. And again, to uh, good to see John get that and hopefully be able to to prove himself because um, we met his mum and dad, didn't we? We did. Lovely people. Out. So yeah. I'm sure they have been celebrating this week with the announcement of John's deal. 
So, so that's where the, the announcements were. And um, I think one of our followers on social media, was it Matt? Matt yes, Matt Cree. Uh, yeah. Brilliant piece of research, Matt, has come up with a list of the players that are out of contract at the end of the season, um, of which I think of our senior squad, which currently stands at 47 with the people that have come in on loan. Uh, we've got about 22 players whose contracts are up at the end of the season. So I'm really interested. Obviously, we can't spend a whole lot of time going through them one by one, but uh, let's go through and see who we think might be staying, who we'd like to stay, and who we think are are on their way. So uh, we've got Lewis Steed first up, tight head. Um, Thoughts around the table? Yeah. Performed well for us. Every time he's been he's been into the into the throw. Yeah, I mean, for me I think, it's keeper. Yeah, and despite the fact his barnet was horrendous. So his legs. Don't worry, don't worry about the barnet. It's about the performance but, on the pitch. Pete, you're not going to comment in every player's hairstyle on no. this list of twenty-two. Okay, <laughs> just, just stop it. <laughs> but it was horrendous. It was a it was a it a was horrendous. But it was a sub Joe Marlon. It, it was even commented on in a on a. Another rugby pod this week. He's still a keeper. He had a, oh, he had a, a shade to the sides and he had a <laughs> blonde Mohican, but he looked quite hard. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah let's keep him. Yeah, okay. Um, then we've got Jake Armstrong. Tough one. Tough, Tough one. one. Because I... really picked up by Pat. But yeah. I don't think he's trained on in, in, he's been in, in well, rugby teams. He's, he's been injured for most yes. of the season. I see yeah. he turned out for Hartbury so, mm. uh, at the weekend. So hopefully he's on the way back. Mm. I, I think Pat will keep faith with him yeah. and maybe yeah. a one-year um, deal there. Yeah. If, he's, I mean, if he's injury, that's, that's, that's fair mm. enough. I mean, and, you know... He, you know, I think with things like props, if, you, if, you, if you're happy with generally what you got... You then bring them in. You you develop them. Is you know bring him in. Yes. Sinclair aside, um, I think Pat obviously saw something. So if he is going to be fitter, I think perhaps he'll get offered. Yeah, well, and I mean Jake. I mean Jake. Pretty seems to be pretty good mates. You know that must be a yeah. Really and I mean a, another tight head as well. Yeah. Um, right. Then we've got Ollie Dore, Um Prop. I think he plays loose head. Mm. He's back I, fit again now, isn't he? I, I don't know. For me, question mark there. You you Lee. Uh, I hate to say this, but I I don't think Ollie is is uh, performed exactly the way that the staff would have hoped for. I I'm really I hate to say this, but I don't think Ollie's going to get awarded another contract. Okay, um, let's take two now. The the Lay brothers, James and Jordan Lay. Um, what do we think will happen there? Obviously. Islanders, um, so there's, there's, there's the big connection there. Um, you can only have one out of two, I think. But 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 will will they both stay? Will one stay? What what's people saying? <laughs> looking at me, Tom. I know we've had a lot of we had a lot of confusion in the past about which one was which, which. and I I think I'm pretty sure that Jordan is potentially. This is no disrespect to James, but Jordan was always the one that had more potential. Yes, was the one that we yeah. signed as. A more of a long-term prop and James was a bit of a uh, a fill-in a couple of seasons ago um, I say that with trepidation because you never <laughs> you know, know what to him. but so I don't know though I, I wonder I mean Jordan came on at Leicester for his first game of the season was pretty lucky not to get red carded so um, would you keep would you keep them or what? yeah I mean I think if I was going to be pushed I think I, I wonder whether Jordan 
would be the one that would stay. And I don't, I don't know whether James would get another contract if we're yeah. talking about some of these other young'uns that yeah. we've got. I, I love the way Pete's slagging off this list of props. <laughs> I can't wait to see it the next game when they come looking for him. It's going to take a bit of pressure off me with Big Naif, isn't it? Yeah, right. Then we've got Nicky Thomas. Um, Bye-bye. I, 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 ah. You know, he, he's come in twice, isn't he, to, to help with injuries. But Thanks for I, that. I, 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 I can't see him, him staying. Um, Tom Lindsay, hooker. I think the, the hooker situation is quite a... a Tricky I've got one. an interesting one that because I saw him interviewed on one of those Bristol Sport kind of slightly plastic interviews with Tom Lindsay, uh, one of the, the female, I do apologise, I can't remember who it was, one of the, the uh, female rugby players and one of the basketball players. And Tom was being, and he, was, he came across very well. He came across, you know, very focused, very well-spoken. Um, and he said that he was, he'd been doing quite a lot of coaching with the, the ladies mm-hmm. whilst he was injured and... You know, and it's obviously got something about, you know, it's, it's perhaps added a little bit behind the scenes. So it just made me think that maybe, you know, there's some value there with him. And, and uh, but hooker wise, Will Capon has, has clearly had taken his opportunity over him this season. And I wonder whether that might be the uh, that might be the problem for, for, for Tom. And we've also got George Kloska that's, yeah. that's, yes. that's yeah. come through yeah. as well. So you know, do we think a be. question mark I, over that? I think it's a question mark. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's a, it's the next, next next one on the list is an interesting one, and uh, that's Sean Moulton, keeper, keeper well, he, for me yeah, all day long. He's had, you know, unfortunately he's been injured for a lot of the season with his neck, hasn't he? But the one game he needed him to step up against Gloucester, Gloss. he was on fire. Yeah, and he's always performed brilliantly, hasn't he? When Thacker's not been playing, yeah. I think he's a keeper. I I, th- I think he is, but he has had quite a, a problem with injuries over yeah, these yeah. two seasons. He's mm. missed a lot of last season and and this season already. So he might get a year. I, I yeah, I think yeah. I think fully fit, absolutely no doubt whatsoever. Um, year, so, so so maybe a one year deal there. Adrian Choate is one of the people that came in on loan, the guy from New Zealand. We haven't really seen him anywhere no. near the first team. So I think that's, that's probably just a short-term deal. Um, then we've got, this is an interesting one. Yes. Luke Hamilton. For me, he's keeper. Would you think, until they signed Mitch Eady, I was probably thinking... No, for me, even still. Yeah, really? Yeah, even still, because I think... We've got to put an A team out that, yeah. that need yeah. a, an out and out number mm. eight, and, and he's done nothing know. wrong this season, has he? No, I, I think he's been he's performed brilliantly mm. when he's when he's been asked to step up. For me, Luke Hamilton has has been. But with Mitchin, do we need three out and out number eights? But he's not an out. He's played flank. He's played on well, the flank as well. Yeah, yeah so it's more utility, which would be to his be, yeah. to his benefit as well. I I, I think based on his performances, I, I think there's a one year mm. deal there. Yeah, my, myself. Okay, let's move on. Jake Heenan. Well, that that may be Hamilton and Heenan. That's a I don't know if one stays, the other one doesn't. But I mean, Heenan's are you you know he's done a good job. I mean, we do need backup. You tip, you know, backup. You tip back rows. Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it depends a little bit. Is there any more signings to come? I mean, we've 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 speculated about your mate Chimeric, or is it Tipperick, Tony? Yeah. And, uh, Other spices and, are available. And, and <laughs> maybe, you know, and another, well, easy one to pronounce, Kvezik, as <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the paper. So if, you know, if, if one of those does get signed, then I'm sure, you know, for reasonable money and big money, yeah. then it's going to be the death knell of, of, a, of a Hamilton or a Heenan. So mm. it's hard to speculate until maybe 
the season unfolds a little bit. But these more guys won't be in a lot. Won't be on a lot of money. So well, well, I think well, Hamilton will probably want a bit more, considering. I mean, they're all going to if they you know if they performed and they're offered another contract, they're not they're they're going to they're they're going to be asking for a bit more money. I mean, that's yeah, the, yeah. obviously the way it works. So that's how I imagine. I don't know. So. Unless they're just grateful. He does, but don't forget, Luke Hamilton was working in a restaurant, restaurant. wasn't he? So um, he's happy so, to be here. So actually, States, yeah. you know, um, uh, yeah. But I, I, I get your point. I think if we get another uh, another flanker come in, then possibly one of those might 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 make way. Um, let us then talk about one of Pete's favourites. Um, I'm sure you'll comment on his hair, um, Therese Johnson Fisher. Um, one year, it was a bit of a a, a gamble. Um, I think the words that we heard from the club that he was not maybe quite as acquainted to the the skills and tactics of the game as they thought when he first arrived. But yeah. the boy's a speedster. Stick or twist? You could be. I'm looking I'm at looking. you, uh, TJ athlete. Yeah. I'm. I I, I I can't see it to be honest. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, anybody else? Any other thoughts? I, I, no, I think, think they'll release him. I think they've given him a chance. He's had a few performances in the A League, hasn't he? I think. Yeah. And yeah, speed is everything, I, and he maybe hasn't quite got the sort of full rugby now that maybe that was hoping. And I think yeah, I agree. Someone you're about to mention maybe the uh, actually so fact to mention. Well, well, do you want me to say it? No, you're going to get there. No, we'll get there because we've got a whole list to go through. I just wonder if Pat sees something, whether he might give him another one-year deal. Because again, he's not going to be on huge amounts of money. No. And if we're playing Champions Cup rugby, um, you know, will, will will we need someone like that maybe on the bench mm-hmm. or some? And actually, to be fair yeah. to him, when he played in that Champions Cup game, he did. Was it no? Not Challenge Cup. Challenge Cup. Cup. Just thinking <laughs> forward in the future. Um, early in the season we had kind of was worried that maybe he didn't really know what he's doing he actually looked he looked he was good he, he was in the right positions and he did have pace so yeah, you know, the, I mean, you know, maybe we're being a bit harsh he's been turning out for dings and stuff yeah. this season so he's obviously learned I'm, he should learn his trade so yeah. I'll take it back to him not from me as usual he's probably right um, right I come to to Miles on this one um, our, our scrum half Nick Sturzaka oh this is a tough one this is a tough one isn't it I think he'll be. I think he'll be given another year. Uh, he's consistently performed well when he's come on or be, played the challenge cup matches when Erin uh, and Randall have needed a rest. I mean, yeah, I think it was away in Stad he played exceptionally well, and we couldn't work out why he maybe wasn't getting more game time. So he sort of appears to be our third choice scrum half, doesn't he? But. I'd give him another year. He's When he's come on, I've, I've been quite impressed with him, to be honest. I'd agree with Miles, but I don't think he's going to get another year. No, I, I, so. I tend to. I, I just think he's never really, you know, even you think back to last season, he was never really given a chance, was he? And mm. I just don't know if Pat quite sees... Fancies him. Fancies him. Yeah. I mean, we've got Blake Boyland, who's in the academy. I don't know a lot about him. <clears throat> young scrum half whether you know this is someone that's going to come through but my, my gut feeling is that that he won't get Nick Sturzaka won't get a, and it's a, a renewal it's unfortunate because it's all about money and yeah you know, I, I do agree with Miles I think he has been he has played well when he's played for us but 
Okay, let's go going down the list. We've got about eight or nine to get through. Okay. Next one, I'm going to come to Lee. Henry Purdy, brought all in on long. loan from Coventry. Yeah, all day long for me. And not just based on one game for us. Uh, he was immense at Gloucester. He was unlucky, wasn't he, in terms of you know the, the financial feed. So he just fell into that category where he had to... I think also Gloucester, one thing Gloucester have done well is produced a lot of good wingers. So I think, you know, relative to Gloucester, he was kind of surplus to the to um, yeah. uh, requirements. But actually relative to maybe a lot of other teams in the Premiership, mm-hmm. he would have, you know, and, and unfortunately that middle kind of salary type player um, where, mm-hmm. you know, got squeezed out. And, and so, also, I mean, the, the versatility for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's, that's what we, that's exactly what we And I know it was for. only one game. And you know we've got to be careful to to say on one game. But he did look; he just looked the class the against, against Gloucester. And that's what I say about TJF mm. is that maybe if Purdy, you know, Purdy hadn't come along, you know, now he's there, you know, maybe he's going to squeeze out one of those sort of luxury potential wingers mm. that we've got. Mm. Like Tyler. that was what I was thinking with the. But I don't. I don't think TJF is going to be on a huge contract, no, is he? No. So um, no, that's fair. Enough. Pocket pocket change, mate. Yeah. Okay. Here's one. I think we all know what the answer is, but what yeah. will happen, Matt Prothero? Yeah. I mean, I think we all want him. I speak for everyone. We all want yes. to say yeah. he's an exciting player. Um, is he? Is he? One? Will he get the contract? And is he going to be happy to be Pierre Tower's understudy? Or is no, yeah. no, no for me. I don't think he will be. I, I, I think, and and he seems to have. There seems to have been opportunities come up, and for some reason, he's he's not quite been given the chance. And Do you think Pat thinks he's not big enough? I don't know. I mean, he's he's electric though, isn't he? He's yeah. he's brilliant. I mean, we all love watching him play, don't we? Yeah. But I I don't think. I've just got a niggling little doubt yes. with, uh, whether yeah. he, he quite fits in. Um, every, I mean, every time, I mean, even in that, that mud bath in Breve, where it was, you know, impossible, he still looked good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and if I, you know, I don't know, it, it's a difficult one. Um, I, I guess it's, it's well for Provs the player. Yeah. He, he needs to be Is playing he, all the time. He, he wants to play every time, doesn't he? He wants yeah. to play every week. And, he, and to be fair, he could start I mean, a lot of teams. He even had his hair cut. Sure, this season. <laughs> I know that hasn't worked either, is it? I, I would say if if he goes, there won't be any shortage of clubs that will be looking yeah. to, mm. to to get his I signature. Agree. Desperately hope he'll stay. I've got a funny feeling he might go though. Um, here's a very interesting one, especially with obviously the the long term injury this season. Um, Siali Piatau. Um, let me come to Miles first on this one because I think we'd all probably have a comment on this. Yeah, I think well, we you know, funnily enough, the minute he was injured, the centres were lacking, weren't they, in their beef in defence, and you almost don't. It goes a bit unnoticed his skill um, yeah. and size and quality of playing. Um, and obviously, we've had to sign Purdy on a short-term loan to fill the gap. But I think you're right. Coming back from a medium-term injury, is he going to be quite a zippy next year? And will Pat give him another contract? I don't know. I think he'd, he'd, he'd bite Pat's hand off. His brother's in the same city, isn't he? Mm. Um, but I just don't know, really, whether we'll extend it. Uh, I'm going to come to you next, Pete. Yeah. Obviously, he's a international senior player. He's going to be on quite a top whack. 
Is that going to be a, a factor of whether he stays or goes? Well, I wonder. It could be, could be. But then I wonder whether if he doesn't get a playing contract, whether or he might get some sort of half and half sort of coaching, get him in the back room contract because he's clearly a, a huge influence in the dressing room and maybe one and a brilliant character, and a brilliant yeah. character. But you know, and has an immense amount of knowledge. Keep it, you know, so if he isn't, and you know, when we think the likes of Piers O'Connor, we've got Redrada, so you like think Piers O'Connor another year on, maybe, you know, maybe, Pat, you know, is there any sort of offer that he could have that keeps him at the club on a kind of a coaching stroke playing basis that, you know, maybe he has to take a bit of a pay cut. You know, they all, you know, they're going to understand at some point in their career as they get older, that's going to happen. Yeah. But if you're given some sort of security, I'd love to see him stay. And I think it'd be good for, for Charles as well if he was here okay quickly what do you think Lee so um, stay no I don't think he'll be offered another contract you don't think he'll no, no. okay um, Tom Pincus yeah I think he'll get another year mm. potential mm. for I'm me I'm not sure really I, I think he's probably sending off a few CVs to law firms isn't he <laughs> I, I, I'm not so sure on that one. So let's let's move on because I think the final um, four, four, four or five are really interesting. Yes. Uh, we've got Joe Batley currently on loan at uh, Leicester Tigers. Um, That's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. Um, you know, is, is, is he close enough to the first team that he wants to stay or will he be some, someone that wants to go looking for um, another club? I, I mean, with Batley, I, he's, it's a, it is a really tricky one because I think he's got the potential to be mm. playing with the Bears. But I don't know if... I mean, like we, He's been lent out a couple of times now, yes, hasn't yeah. he? And obviously at the moment he's at Leicester and he's doing, he's performing really well at Leicester. But I don't know if he, if he gets enough love from Bristol. Okay, no, that that's interesting, Miles. Your your thoughts on Joe um, Bartley? I, I, I sort of echo what uh, Lee said. I you know, loaned out a couple of times. He, I think he's playing well for Leicester because he's got something to prove for yeah. him, hasn't he? So maybe he's slightly out of love with Bristol and Pat. And I don't know. I, I'm not sure we'll keep him, to be honest. No, and and, and if viewers are wondering what that creaking sound was. That. That was our host um, abandoning the studio to to go and get himself uh, get bit, another beer. It's getting a bit thirsty, Tony, after all that chat. Okay, he was worried about yeah. me being on my own drink. Yeah, so, absolutely. Okay, so we've got a question mark over Joe Batley, Ryan Edwards. Oh, my God. I like Ryan Edwards, but I don't think he's going to be offered a new contract. That's my thoughts. I agree. Miles, Miles, because uh, he's your boy, isn't he? Well, yeah, I've, I've always loved him, and he's served us well for the last few years, hasn't he? But he's had a few injuries, hasn't got a lot of game time. Uh, slightly out of favour. I do not see us keeping him at all. I think he's off. <laughs> cutthroat, sorry. <laughs> it is cutthroat, and it's exactly everything we're talking about. Yeah, it's so cutthroat. And it, yeah, they, but I mean, it depends on academy players. But I can like see Chuck some of these yeah. players like Batley and like Edwards. I can see them moving on and going to other clubs and doing really well. Yeah. Let's let, let's move on. Let's finish this list. Um, Luke Daniels currently injured, shoulder injury out for for this season. Will Luke get a, another contract? No. It depends. I mean, you know, to me, Luke Daniels, Ryan Edwards, Henry Purdy. Um, Tom Pincus, they're kind of a, a similar style of winger that we've got, and we can't have all of them. 
And then you're, you're bringing in the Yoen Lloyd from the Academy, mm-hmm. Charlie Powell from the Academy. Um, I don't know. I, I, it depends on his injury prognosis, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, if you've got a fit Tom Pincus and you've got a not so sure about Luke Daniels, what do you do? I don't know. That's why it's difficult being a director of rugby. Yeah, <laughs> I think Tony wanted a quick answer, though. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, 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 th- I justify your answer. I, so. I think <laughs> I haven't got an answer. That's the trouble. <laughs> I think if he can get back to fitness, I think he might get a one-year deal just because of a bit of versatility um, and can play at 15. And he was obviously well. rated because he, he was in the first team yeah. before yeah. he got injured. So he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's, in that men- he's in that area, isn't he? Okay, um, let's... Let's move on. So I'm going to have to stop you there unless you've got a, 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 an absolutely mind-blowing point to make, Lee. It was just about Will Harrell. Oh, where I are we going? Where, 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 are you, where are you, you going trying to jump my list? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Tony. <laughs> sorry, Tony. All right. Um, I'm going to right. already on the list. We'll edit we're, that out. We're, 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 Will Harrell, Lee, what's your thoughts? My thoughts are he's been, he's been an absolute servant to Bristol. Um... I think we're still struggling in the centres, and I think, okay, I'm, I, I would give him a year. I would. What are the other thoughts around the table? I agree. I think if he's if he if he recovers, I think centres is such an important position for us, and he's 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 worth keeping. I like Will Hurrell as a player. I don't know if he's ever really quite kicked on at Bristol. I think the area that we really need to see some signings at for this squad is centre um, I think if Pat has got a few centres lined up obviously got Sammy coming in um, I, th- I think I, I, th- I think Will might Will might go um, and the last one on the my list so apologies if anybody on this list has got a contract past this season <laughs> and if we've missed anybody else out apologies to that but you know our dear dear friend of the podcast Ian Madigan um yeah. Does anybody not think he's on his way out? We know. No, we all know. We saw an article the Irish Independent, wasn't it? Well, we, it was we, basically it was we, an advert for his, for him to for him to find somewhere else. For, yeah. But it's a perfect opportunity to say, yeah. Mads, we love you the bits and thank you so much for everything you've done for Bristol Rugby. He's you're been, a legend, mate. He's been one of our favourite players over the yeah. last few years, isn't he? Absolute legend. And you can understand if he's not getting game time, you know, it's coming towards the end. Well, you could say at the end of his career he needs a he's a big pay- paycheck and I don't think Pat's going to give him that so quick question then we we think Ian Madigan's on the way out currently we've got four out and out fly halves Tiff Eden Ian Madigan Callum Sheedy Ewan Lloyd will we go into next season just with three yeah I think we will I I think that we will but I think given the fact there was a lot of speculation about George Ford and I, my understanding is that it, it, we wanted him yeah. and he decided not to suggest that we want a fly half. Therefore, we may still be looking for one. Do, do you want my... This, this is yes, Tony. Totally no, wait for it. Yes. Super long shot. Just check that up for you. Yeah. Is, I think we might make two this season and Pat's got his eye on someone whose contract is up at yes. the end of next season. I agree. And I, I'm putting it out there now. Finn Russell... To come to the Bristol Bears, um, you, one one of the one of the reasons is again if you look at that team that Pat picked when he beat England when he was Barbars. coaching the Barbars, who Barbars. was the number ten? 
Finn Russell. Finn Russell. And that's yeah. the kind of attacking, slightly maverick player that I think could really spark this Bristol team. So there we are. Won't happen this year. Well, but it won't happen next year. I, I, and it's actually, it, it might happen even more if we finish top six. Yeah. If we're in the Champions Cup next year, then we've got we've got that we've got that to sell, and we've got the training ground to sell. So, so there we are to our, our followers on social media. Let me know what you think. Finn Russell for Bristol Bears. Would you like to see it? Do you think it's a possibility? Do you think he could drink as I'll much? I'll let you know. What I think on the in, on, on Twitter, TCC. <laughs> in, in in a year's time. Okay. Um, I think that's that's gone through it. The one thing that really stands out to me is is that uh, um, centre position. Yeah. Because looking at the squad that we've currently got, you know, we had Sam Bedlow, Will Hurrell, Siali Piatau, Piers O'Connor as out-and-out centres. Okay, we've got Henry Purdy that we've added to that. and We've got Semi coming uh, next season, but that still feels a bit light to me. Yeah, it does. So, it um, does. It was a position that we talked about and were slightly worried about when we first started this podcast at the start of the season. Yeah. I still wonder if there's a big name mm. or some, some other people to come in. Oh. Shall we move on? Move on. Let's move on because um, I want to now talk about um, the Dragons tickets. They've gone on sale, um, home quarter final, um, prices aren't premier. Uh, premiership prices, but somewhere pitched in between the, the, the mm-hmm. Premiership Cup and, and the full Premiership. Um, Miles, what, what's your thoughts on on the ticket pricing? I mean, yeah, I mean to sit where we do in the mid Dolman, I understand it's going to cost us thirty notes, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Which uh, is fair enough, as I said, a Premiership. You could gold, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd even bring the servant if he paid his cards right. I think Premiership matches would cost us 46 to 48 quid, wouldn't they? Um, it's a full pay-per-view sort of game, isn't it? And what we've discussed in the past is you just need bums on seats, don't you? So maybe there's been talk of Leicester only charging a tenner for adult prices for their equivalent game. So maybe 30 is a little bit much, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be happy paying that, to be honest. I, and... and- one of the questions I was going to ask um, you, you, you boys is disappointed that there wasn't any discount for season ticket holders, club members, everybody's paying the same price. Is that is that fair? Or do you think there should have been some reward for, for people that turn up week in, week out? Um, personally, no. I think the fact that we've got a window to decide whether we want to use our own seats is all right. I think at the end of the day, it's a business. I think if you're a season ticket holder and you don't go to that game, a quarterfinal against a local Welsh side, yeah. because you're a bit knocked off that you didn't get a discount, then I'm not sure you're yeah. really a proper fan. So I, I'm happy to pay 30 lids and I'll be there. Lee? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, we're, we're all happy. The 30 notes and our... Our seats are held for three weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. I, I must admit, I, I was hoping they were going to kind of bring it down to the Premiership Cup prices, say £10 behind the goals, mm-hmm. 20 quid down the side, get 20000 in there. Um, you know, I hope we will see a big crowd. Um, but I, I thought maybe they could have just taken the prices down a little bit. But... You know, my fear was that they're going to charge full premiership prices, which I yeah, think would have really, really flat, flattened the, the, the crowd. Well, you don't want to devalue 
the competition the game or the competition it's not yeah. I mean we went to a £10 a ticket Premiership yeah. Cup last season full of students mm-hmm. and we vowed yeah. we'd never sit in the South Stand yes. again because of it so I went home early it's, as you, I think you know it's, it's a balance maybe they yeah. might have gone the balance a bit more the corporate end but I think we'll see Tony I mean, you we'll, could be proved right but we'll, we'll see we'll see it'd be very interesting maybe we'll have a We'll have an online sweepstake to see, yeah. guess, guess the crowd yeah, for that yeah. one. Yes. Okay, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, actually, I think Bristol Bears, it's a fact, we're going to be on TV more in the next couple of months than at EastEnders. Um, I, I, I think it's only the 10 o'clock news that are going to feature more on, on, on TV. Um, eight out of our next... Eight, ten, ten cats. Eight out of our next ten games, no, games, not cats, um, are on TV. I mean, blimey. Brilliant. We, is it the brand of rugby? You know, obviously, <laughs> the viewing figures must be there for Bristol yeah. Bears games, for BT Sport yeah. to be coming back and putting us on week after week after week. I think in, is it in March? Every game, four games, yeah. all live. Well, at least Eddie Jones might see a few of our players. Well, sure. uh, well, hopefully. And of course, if we get to the semi-final, uh, that will be another guaranteed um, live game. So it'll be nine out of 11. So uh, pretty pretty amazing, really. Any any other comments around the table on, uh, on that? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's brilliant for the casual fans to, to be able to watch us. But obviously, <laughs> the majority of these people around the table, we all watch it live. And... There's no comparison to watching it live no. to be watching it live. I hope it won't detract from live people going down to the gate, to be honest with no, you, and no. always on TV. I can understand away matches, if it's a massive cost implication and you can watch it at home on BT Sport. It's just great. I mean, you know, as we've said, hopefully it's our style of rugby, that great win over Gloucester has suddenly got people interested. And I hope it's not the fact that Saracens is a car crash and BT Spot had to quickly reschedule all of those oh, games. We, we also can't discount the fact that the series have now been completely banished from yeah. Blackboard TV. I yeah. think, I, and, and I don't, and I say, I don't want to cause, when I say this, sorry, no, to the chagrin of maybe some of the old school, but I think it's a, a testament to the hard work that the club have put in, mm. in the rebranding. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, they've created a buzz about Bristol, Bears, not only on the pitch, clearly, with a lot of our performances, but I think social media team is brilliant, the stadium's yeah, brilliant. The you know, Bristol is being talked about, it's getting in the media, we've made these two two or three big signings, and that's the reason why the wider rugby world are getting interested in Bristol rugby yeah. again. And I think yeah, I agree. and I think we have to give you know, we've been a bit critical of certain things here and there, which is, you know, our right to and to do so, but I think we I think we should commend that the whole kind of organisation behind the rebrand which had a lot of debate when it happened um, and you know it goes back to, to the vision and I think that's that's a, that's something to be said You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans we're available on Spotify Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts TuneIn Podbean and many more platforms if you like what you hear please leave a review or rating for the show you can contact us with your comments and ideas uh, by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at bearsbeyondgate. And on our f- and on Facebook, follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Um, we like to, when we get some social media mentions, uh, give shout outs. And there's one that I particularly would want to shout out because it's from a listener right on the other side of the world. That's Emma 
Johnson at Emma L. Johnson, um, who is on her honeymoon um, in the North Island of New Zealand. They've oh, now picked ready. up a camper van, ready to explore the South Island, Emma says, for the next two weeks. have been listening to lots of podcasts to keep us entertained on the long journeys. Next up, Bears Beyond the Gate. And a lovely picture hey. of us, um, of the camper van, the, the display in the camper van. I don't think she's got a picture of us on her dashboard. No, 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 but um, you, you never know. You never can, know. I just, can I just say, uh, happy... Happy honeymoon, boys and girls, and it's an absolute pleasure that you're listening to us. Yeah, and saw as well on your Twitter feed you've been looking at some super rugby over there, so uh, uh, hope you have a fabulous time, and um, see you back at Ashton Gate soon. Right, before we round up, um, we've put it to one side. I'm sure if England had smashed France in Paris today, um, we would have talked about this first. Uh, Let's have a quick round the table. It's the Six Nations have started. It's been a bit of a weird one, really. Obviously, the big win for Wales, milling Italy, um, an Ireland team that stuttered, really, and were lucky to, to win against Scotland. And then um, the disappointment in Paris. So, um, your thoughts, Lee? Uh, shambles. Complete shambles. <laughs> no, I'm going to... Italy? Black or white, black or white. Jens picked the wrong team, uh, the wrong selections, and he, he put boys out on the field today that, that weren't up for, for the game. Tom Curry, great player, but he's not number eight. Mm. Furbank, first game. You know, Do it against for, for me, you know, it's, I don't mind losing a game at all if we're better by a better team, right? Uh, okay, I, I sort of agree. Shambles is, I think, a bit extreme. I thought the French were superb. It was talked about all week that they've got such a young squad. They've got Sean Edwards coaching in defence now. He was learning a few French words, by the way. Mm-hmm. Le Défense, I think. Yeah. Uh, French played brilliantly. I think Lee's right. The headline tomorrow will be like, players played out of position. I mean, it was like sending chicks to a cockfight in Paris today, wasn't it? And we came off badly. That's the quote of the week. Uh, Pete, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with Lee. I mean, it was baffling. There's, you know, everybody, everybody except yeah. Eddie Jones um, disagreed, I think, with it. I mean, it makes absolute no sense to put Tom Curry at number eight, and it was absolutely proven... I mean, the poor lad. I mean, he can't even keep it. He can't. He can't keep it. Basic skills. I mean, you know, it just and. Uh, I mean, I think to Alagi, he's not fit. Why is he playing? He's, he didn't play. For, he hasn't played for Leicester for weeks. Yeah, he's not fit, and then he got injured. Farrell was injured in the first half. You've got to be brutal. He took yeah. it off. I mean, Marla. He's just a parody of himself. The only time he looked good was when Genge came on, and. Yes. Um, yeah. Cowan Dickey came on, mm. and we had Sinks. We had Bristol's Kyle Sinkler. Cowan, Dickey and Genge and they put a bit of putting passion no. into the game and if we had done that right from the start and we started that game with inter- okay someone will turn around and say oh what do you know you're not a rugby player you know what it's like in the Stade de France I said I don't care they knew what they're to expect they knew the French were going to come at them they knew that Edwards had been all over them so we were we were so lackadaisical to start with and I mean I, it's a big bugbear for everyone, but Ben Youngs, you've got to get a scrum off who dictates the game. And Dupont was, was on a superb. different stratosphere 
to Ben Young's, and I'll leave it at that, Tony, because I'm fuming. Well, has it got your goat? It has got my goat. It's got my goat as well. Right, there we are. There's more goats here than the Windmill Hill City Farm. So uh, that, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Um, until then, come on, Briz. Come on, Briz.